Today, my guest is Dr. Niraj Puri from Puri from Scotland, Edinburgh. Dr. Niraj is clinical director at Integrated Dental Care and Inverlace Dental Care in Edinburgh, qualified as dentist since 1996 in Glasgow. Um, Niraj is an implantologist with over 20 years of experience. And um, when I can say your, your positioning is or Niraj um, supports clients who are really looking to have their amagal feelings replaced by a healthier solution, or clients who like to have healthier solutions, healthier um, um, mouse um, oral, oral solutions. Um, our topic today um, is PRF and lasers. And Niraj, thank you for being part of our podcast today. Thank you for inviting me, Ben. For sure. I'm really looking forward to this episode. And um, before we start um, talking about PRF and lasers, um, Niraj, when did you actually know you wanted to become a dentist? When was the moment in time you know, ah, I will be a dentist? Do you know, it's a very hard one because you don't really know when you're 17 what you really want to do. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I decided, um, I knew that I liked people and I knew that I wanted to do something medical. So I did a stint in the hospital where I got some work experience. Mm -hmm. What I realized was that um, it was a very corporate environment. It felt very suppressive. And I know that in the uh, town that we lived, there was a very nice dental practice. It was a family. They were really friendly. They always used to talk to you. And I thought, well, why don't I look at this? So I went to uh, the practice and I spoke to my dentist, who was the son. And I said to him, you know, I'm thinking about doing dentistry. Uh, what do you think are the good points of dentistry? He said, you know, it's got a high suicide rate. Everybody's scared of you. And I said to him, well, if that's a good bit, what's the bad bit? <laughs> But I kind of decided that I fell into it and um, I love it. I, I think it was a good career choice. Yes, and I, I think well, at least my experience also when I'm talking with patients or, or dental professionals, people are getting more familiar with why, de why dental care is so so important and, and, and see dentists in a different light. It's not like this, oh, scary, scary and something like that. So this is more like um, they see it step by step. It's a step by step process, but it seems more like It, uh, it, uh, they help their, to, to have a better life. And it's because they're getting more familiar with the topic, dental care, um, with their oral health and so on. And they know that the oral health has so many components um, of the overall health. And, and so I think maybe the suicide rate gets a little bit um, lower yeah. over time, hopefully. But um, I think, you know, Ben, also the mouth is the opening to the rest of your body. So you've got to have that right. You can go to the gym every day. You can eat the best food. But if it's not a looked after environment, it doesn't make a difference. And, and when was the time you, you looked after biocompatible solutions? When, when was the time? Did you experience something where you said, okay, now we need, I need to change it. I need to really dive into this topic, biocompatible solutions um, and everything. Um, when was the moment in time you positioning yourself in this kind of area? I think it's interesting. You know, I, I do think about this because people ask me, and I think it was by chance that I came across this. Um, I When I qualified, I was working in a health service environment. So it was very much controlled. 
what we were doing, what you were offering patients. But um, I came across a company. Uh, so I got into things like quality of gold using gold restorations. But then I came across a company called Metalor, which used to allergy test their alloys. And I thought that's really interesting because as a dentist, I'm the person that's actually placing that yeah. material into that patient's mouth. The patient is trusting me to make that decision. But yet I don't actually know what's in that product. Mm -hmm. And so really it's my responsibility. So the more I delved into it, I realized, you know, there's so many different alloys that you can use. And I think also in my journey that went on to things like amalgam, you know, as well. So we were using amalgam as part of the health service. That's a very normal product. Yeah. And the argument is that it's been out for 130 years. So it's very safe. But if you think about it, 50% of that product is mercury. And they're saying once it's set, it's stable. But the environment that we're putting it in has crushing forces in milliseconds. We have extremes of hot and cold. Yep. We have strong acids. We have alkalis. Anything that you put into that kind of environment has to perish. A car wouldn't survive that kind of environment. So how could an amalgam restoration not change? So, you know, that that kind of got me thinking, you know, is this the right thing to be using? So I started looking at composite based products. But look, the most natural thing is no dentistry. So if you if you have no dentistry, that's the best we can do. But if we have to have dentistry, we really need to look at products which are as biocompatible as possible. So I think even with implants, um, titanium has been out for a long time. Yeah, maybe the initial products were very good, but it's like anything when it comes out, people start to find ways to make things cheaper, make it more affordable for everybody. Things are cut out. Sometimes we don't even understand why they've been cut out. But then we find out later on it has an impact on people's health. So you'll see some of the cheaper implants. They have alloys of aluminium, vanadium, titanium. Yeah. We don't know what that does to your body. We know aluminium is really bad for you. But as an alloy, you're putting it into bone. It's constantly in uh, contact with blood products. What is it actually doing to your body? Is our job as a dentist to fix people's teeth or is it to help them as part of their health journey? And I see that, you know, it's a multidisciplinary approach that we have. As a, another medical professional, you know, we have one step that we need, to, that box that we need to tick, but we need to look at that person's overall health as well. And this is why really I got into biocompatibility. Uh, yeah, that's an that's um, amazing story. And I think um, with the whole all digitalization and global, um, globalization, it gets more multidisciplinary over time. You can work better together. Um, um, so are there patients coming to your, to your practice and saying, Hey, um, Dr. Puri, please help me, um, um, with my existing titanium implants. So can we, can you replace it with zirconia solutions or with other, are there other options? Are there patients coming to you and say, can you do, can you help me, um, fixing my teeth or my implants? I think, um, that, I mean, that's a good question, Ben. If um, somebody comes to me and they say, look, I want an implant, then I'm going to talk about zirconia. I'm going to give them the option of titanium as well. All the materials that we are using are Swiss made, they're high quality, 
and they've well-documented research. So I feel confident in that. But zirconia, obviously, it's completely biocompatible. It's bio-inert. Somebody comes to me and says, you know, I have a titanium implant and I want it taken out. Medically, you don't really have a justification to do that because as a medical professional, you need to see, you don't want to harm the patient. Mm-hmm. Taking teeth, uh, taking implants out is not like taking teeth out. Yeah, You can cause damage. You've got to rebuild that bone again. So no, I wouldn't do that. Generally, if somebody came to me, you know, they'd had allergy testing and it showed clearly that they had an allergy then obviously it's a different conversation. In that case, I'm more than comfortable to do it because it's going to help their general health as well. I fully understand. So when there is no surgery needed and you, there is a, a really good working implant in their mouth, no, no matter the material, it, there is no case to putting it out. Huh? I mean, but, a similar thing might be, Ben, is take off the crime, do a metal-free crime to see if that had yeah. a beneficial effect. If that doesn't resolve it, they could get tests so that, you know, there's lots of blood tests. You can get things like Melissa tests, mm-hmm. there's lots of gold standard tests, which will show if they have an allergy, then it's a different conversation then. I understand. I understand. So in, in recent years, um, and Niraj, it's um, PRF, also platelet-rich fibrin has really proven to be a, a really, really good solution. For, for all aspects of healthcare, from aesthetic to pain management to dentistry, how you are using PRF in your, assist, uh, in, in your dental industry, in your dental practice? Um, and can you guide us a little bit about the protocol you use? Yeah, so um, PRF, again, I was drawn to it because it's a natural product from the blood. Uh, I think with grey hair, you realise, Ben, that no matter how wonderful we think everything is that, uh, that you know, is man-made, can't beat the human body. The human body has that edge. Yeah. PRF is something that is taken out of venous blood. So we draw it out of venous blood, we spin it in a centrifuge, and then we can basically isolate certain aspects of that uh, blood. So the PRF is a platelet-rich fibrin. Um, And we can make membranes with it. We can make plugs with it. It has growth factors in it. So what the research shows is that these growth factors are are active for up to 10 days. So if I was doing an extraction, for instance, I'm going to take venous blood. I'm going to make PRF. I'm going to put a graft in that socket. And then I'm going to use... All the time? All the time, it doesn't matter if the bone is stable and so all you use it all the time because of the healing? Yeah, so the PRF actually accelerates soft tissue healing. And um, from my anecdotal experience, and if you look at the literature, the pain is actually reduced. I think they're saying in some, uh, some research shows it can be as much as 80%, which is significant. Wow, so how they how they measure that I'm not really sure, but if you speak to your own patients, uh, you know I I can show you people uh, testimonials where patients will tell you, I mean you've taken a tooth out, you know, and they're telling you that they've hardly had any discomfort afterwards. That is phenomenal. Soft tissue healing's good. It's bactericidal as well, so it's reducing the impact of you know potential infections. Um, it doesn't. 
benefit the bone growth. At least that's not what I've seen. I think it's more on the soft tissue layer. It's the fact that it closes it over faster. So what's happening underneath your blood clot probably is more stable. Um, and obviously within the first two weeks, patients aren't really aware of what's happening underneath. So you've helped them get through the initial inflammatory curve, which is why it's important. Uh, the other ways that I would use it is that I would use it to increase the volume of my um, GBR. So, you know, if I'm doing a graft, um, I can plump it up with this. I can use it for sticky bone because it makes it easier than to take it as a clump and then put it into, say, a sinus. If I'm doing a sinus lift, I might use it for that. Um, so you would draw up the liquid before it actually sets and you would mix it with your graft. So that's one way. You could take um, the actual uh, PRF, you could chop it up. You can mix it with the actual graft as well. So that's another way. Another way that I've been using it recently, which I really liked, so, so with zirconia implants, which is a one-piece implant, I prefer to use the, the monobody, just the one piece, because it hasn't got any joints in it. I will do like an envelope incision, no releasing incisions. So uh, I will uh, fold it underneath the flap around the actual abutment. And I find that the healing is really good. It plumps up the, the healing. Uh, so the soft tissue looks good. Am I getting more volume of soft tissue? That's really hard to say because obviously I had no comparison uh, with what that tissue was going to be if I hadn't done it. But I can see that the quality of tissue is good. So I think it's a no brainer. I mean, you're drawing the blood. It's inexpensive. Have quick protocol, and I feel obviously I'm impacting the healing. Why would I not do that? And how does the patient react to um, that you take their own blood um, for to using for the for the for the for the surgery? How does um, the patient react when you say, "Hey, let's take a blood"? I think um, obviously people don't like. I, I don't like needles myself as a potential patient, um, but. If I can see that there's going to be a benefit, the fact that I'm using a natural product, a lot of my patients are very um, health conscious. They're very alternative. They're very well read. So they've done a lot of research. So the fact that I'm using something which is nutrient rich from their own body, they love that idea. Die Mission von Zirkum Medical, unsere Mission ist es, Zahnärzte und Patienten mit optimalen Zahnersatzlösungen in Kontakt zu bringen, die Wohlbefinden, natürliche Ästhetik und Langlebigkeit gewährleisten. Niraj, um, it's you you experience really that the healing is amazing, yeah. but you didn't experience any kind of um, increase increase in bone level for example you did no so you know that's the thing isn't it um again trying to have natural products if we could use the human bone that's the best thing but then the problem with taking bone from that patient is you've got another site you've done another surgical procedure so if we could use prf prf would be phenomenal because you're just taking a little bit of blood but from my experience and other clinicians experience It impacts the soft tissue. It's not the hard tissue. Um, maybe in the future, you know, as we learn how to extract nutrients much better, because we're doing a spin process, it might be that we can change that spin process to be able to isolate different aspects of it. We'll be able to do that. But at the moment, we need a scaffold. 
And the, the thing with PRF, whilst it's releasing these nutrients over the next 10 days, it disappears. It's an autologous graph material. It's a bit like your own bone. It's the gold standard, but it doesn't last as long. Otherwise, we wouldn't have artificial products such as xenografts, you know, like bio, yeah. maxgraft, um, or, you know, the allografts, because these are much more um, resistant, uh, long-term scaffolds. And that's really what we need. Bone grows very slowly. It's not like skin. I understand. Um, Niosh, can you tell me a little bit more how you use the, 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 the laser therapy and how you combine it with the PRF? So, so um, lasers is something that I've done for about 12 years. I have been using it on and off. Uh, now, because obviously I do surgery, I don't, very rarely do I use a scalpel. I use all my, I do my incisions with the laser. So the big benefit with the laser is it's like having a custom made blade. So if you're using a blade, you're going to cut through, it's the size of the blades that will determine what's going to happen underneath. Also, some people have great finesse. You know, some people are artists. Not everybody has it, but what the laser does is it kind of levels that lay, um, playing field because you have so much more control with it. You can cut through layers of skin. You're not going through everything. You can actually impact cell layers. It also has a stimulatory effect in that it's actually healing as it's cutting. Uh, a scalpel is an assault. It, you've used a blade on somebody, so you go through that um healing cascade whilst with this it's actually healing as it's cutting so i would use it for things like uh, cutting flaps so i can design the flap that's another beautiful thing you can do i can draw on the skin what my flap is going to be so if i was going to do crime lengthening i can actually draw it so that the, when i say i've drawn it what i've done is i've actually cut through maybe a few cell layers yeah. i can show the patient that this is what the crime lengthening is going to look like Is this what you want? Are you happy with this? So it's a great way of getting consent. I can then cut, do my gingivectomy, show them again. It's a bloodless, um, you know, uh, environment, uh, unlike a scalpel where you would have blood. So that's a nice thing for a patient. Patients don't want to see blood. Uh, yeah. And then I can then go and do the osseous contouring. So that's how I do crime lengthening. For implants, yes, I cut the flap. Um, yes, it's got a bactericidal effect as well because a laser is a healing process. Um, it's actually helping with the healing. It's got photobiomodulation. So the laser that I'm using has an affinity for water. It cuts through water because of the uh, wavelength that it's using. But then afterwards, I can use low-level laser therapy mm -hmm. to actually help with the healing so I can impact the inflammatory curve. So you know that you go through the inflammatory curve where you will get all these kind of toxins being released. People will get pain. They will get bruising. So I can cut out some of this. And if I get them in through the actual healing process, I can really impact the healing as well. So quite often people will come back and they'll tell you that, you know, I didn't actually get very much discomfort. I thought it was going to be terrible, but it's actually pretty good. So it shows you how well it can work. I, I mean, you can use it for things like um, fillings as well, but I don't really do that. I think you need tactile sens uh, sensation for that. I think the good thing from patient's perspective is there's no vibration. 
there is no sensation. You just hear a noise, mm-hmm. and people like that. You know, part of the journey with uh, patients, we're one of the few medical practitioners who actually treat patients when they're actually awake. Mostly when people are having surgery, they're asleep. So people are more anxious. So we have to always think about how we're touching people as well. So the laser gives you that edge as well. And I really love the in-between communication so that the patient is also part of the solution. Um, yeah. I would really enjoy this as a patient so that I have this constant talk with my with my surgeon, with my implantologist to help me through this journey. Um, Really love this. Um, I like to um, wrap up this podcast with three questions I always ask, and I'm really, um, yeah, um, curious about uh, to hear the answer from you. Um, Niraj, what are your goals for the near future? Let's say 22, 23. I, uh, so my goals for the near, near future, um, so I, I, obviously I'm an experienced implantologist. Um, I'm going to be teaching more about zirconia implants because it's kind of that market which has been out there for almost 15 years. It's tried and tested. Uh, It has a success rate, which is comparable to titanium. Yet people still see it like witchcraft. You know, when you show dentists that you're doing this, they think it's experimental, but it's not. Uh, I want to show dentists how easy it is to use this. There's no screws. There's no risk of um, uh, corrosion. Uh, the fact that the tissues heal so beautifully around it. So I want to teach about this. I want to show people how you can do that with guided surgery, because now guided surgery has been out for quite a long time, but I've moved on to virtual guided surgery now where you use a guidance system like X-Guide. I don't know if you've come across that. I will write that down. It's absolutely phenomenal, Ben. You know, Ben, you will uh, love it because what you can do is you can plan everything. So it's all restoratively driven. So with uh, um, zirconia implants, one of the issues people have is that the placement has to be very accurate uh, because it's a monobody. So you don't have scope of changing things. Uh, You know, with a a titanium implant, you could have like a angled abutment. You can have a custom abutment. With uh, zirconia, uh, one of the benefits is it's one piece. So there's no bits where bacteria can actually harbor. But then the downside is if it's not accurately placed, you're not going to get a good emergence profile. But now with guided surgery, that's a game changer. So and I'm going to teach more about lasers as well, how we can use lasers to have a much more um, comfortable journey and a better healing experience for patients. Because in the end, we want our patients to want to feel comfortable having these treatments and not be afraid. So anything we can do to help them heal faster, make it more predictable is obviously a good thing. So that's one thing. And I think the other thing from a personal experience, I want to learn more about how the human body is impacted by things like gum disease. Mm -hmm. So, you know, gum disease is something that is an inflammatory disorder. Um, We've been trying to treat it forever. Um, But what we don't understand is we know that it uh, affects things like heart condition. We don't know how it affects things like Alzheimer's. There's evidence coming out that, you know, the plaque that you have in Alzheimer's has the same kind of bacteria, spirochetes. So want to learn more about this, how what we can do as a dentist can help people with their general health. That's great. Um... What advice would you give your younger self, Niraj, when you can fly so back in the future? Um, 
when you can fly back to, to let's say, Niraj as a student or becoming a dentist, um, what advice would you give your younger self based on your experience now? I think the same advice that I give to many um, younger colleagues, Ben, is that be uh, the best general dentist that you can be. Have a holistic um, overall step back approach. Because I think now with social media, people get distracted very easily. You know, they start seeing people doing lots of different things. But I think, remember, we are general practitioners. So we need to focus on understanding that really well. But once we have that understanding, niche into a few things. Don't try to be the jack of all trades. Be good at a few things. Yeah. Because when you're good at a few things, you know, you will learn those little nuances which will be the game changers. So I, I, I think that's what I would say. I think also, and this is something I've learned latterly, take lots of photographs of your work. Be very reflective. You want to be the best. It's not about looking at other people always. It's also looking at your own processes, mm -hmm. what you did, what could you do differently. So take lots of photographs. And also, um, I think there's a lot of distractions now with social media. And sometimes people start to feel that, you know, I'm not good enough. Don't look at other people. Enjoy what other people are doing, but you're on your own journey. Be, be excellent for yourself because, you know, every day is about progress. And when you look back, you will make that progress. But you have to enjoy that journey. So that journey can't be based on other people. It has to be based on what you want to achieve. I really love that. So looking because people are too much looking, um, let's say, in the future, looking in the gap what they are missing, what others are doing, they are not doing. But when you start looking back and see the progress, you feel much, much more energized. Well, you can have big goals and dreams, but you should measure backwards. I think this is a really, really cool, cool thing to do. Um, where, Niraj, where can people find you online, offline? Where can people take be part of your, your training then in the future maybe? Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram. So uh, my Instagram handle is um, laserguided.implantdentist. Um, so I post some cases and I'm going to be doing more of that. Um, I'm going to be running some courses in the future starting this year. And so, again, you'll learn more about that. Uh, my practice is integrated dental care. So you can find me at www.integrateddentalcare.com. That's perfect. We will add all the profiles in our article we produce um, um, related to the podcast and we will send it um, to, to our um, newsletter subscriber. So um, um, thank you, Niraj, for being part of our podcast today. It was amazing and a pleasure to, to talk with you. Wenn Sie mehr darüber erfahren möchten, wie Zirkum Medical Ihnen und Ihrer Zahnarztpraxis helfen kann, dann besuchen Sie uns unter mypatten.com bzw. werfen Sie einen Blick in unser Online-Magazin, wo wir wöchentlich neue Podcast-Gäste vorstellen. Bis zur nächsten Folge.